You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to session six. So happy to have you here as always. I really am pumped for you to listen to this session. I think there is an emerging theme that I want to keep pointing out here, which is that Erica is planning a big launch. She's having, you know, good results and success in her business. And a lot of what she wants from coaching is processing the mindset stuff behind that because the launch stuff is easy when we process that. I know that has been like just an ongoing thing. I keep mentioning this season so far, but I want to keep framing it up for you. So you're paying attention to that when you're listening, because I think it is really, really important to see how that the further along you get in business, the easier and easier the kind of strategy pieces get. And the more and more you realize that digging into the mindset stuff is what matters. So it's not that we don't talk about strategy. I think you'll see us really swing back and forth throughout. It's just that it doesn't feel like this urgent kind of like dominant thing because we realize that the mindset behind all of it is what's ultimately guiding most of that strategy and most of that action. So I hope that's just really helpful to keep seeing week over week and to really give yourself permission to go there more in your own business and your own practice as well. How are you doing? I'm doing, in general, I'm doing uh, good. Feeling yeah. feeling uh, balanced, scheduled, <laughs> organized yeah, even, ba- perhaps? <laughs> I mean... More than, uh, more than like before this whole thing yes. started. Mm-hmm. Um, but then today I, uh, well, I kind of veered off the schedule and then like 45 minutes before our session started, I was like, oh fuck, I'm teaching tonight. I haven't created the session. Ah! <laughs> so, oops. That's okay. Sometimes <laughs> one step forward, two steps back, another step forward. Like that's how it goes, right? Yeah, but then I also realized how fucking fast I am these days creating sessions. So I was like, ah, that's a win. (laughs) That's awesome. And also, like, just good to see that, like, nothing has, like, gone super wrong. It's not like you fucked something up or whatever. It's just, like, it probably would have been more comfortable for you to not have to do that last minute. But, like, it's also okay. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, totally. So good. All right. So tell me how you're feeling launch stuff. I feel like we're good on the sales page. I know I need to take, like, one final sweep of it probably. Um, but otherwise event is ready. Sales page is ready. Things are feeling good there. Yeah. Things are feeling really good. And, uh, the landing page is built. All the promo emails are designed. Uh, the delivery emails are created. Like, uh, Sam, my VA is working all the backend stuff. So I, I, the only thing that we need for that is um, the final dates. And we don't have the dates until everything is kind of yes. done. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that feels super cool. Uh, 
you're gonna you're gonna die for the the <laughs> graphics. Yes, I love the landing page. It looks so good. Ah, uh, the graphics and the promo emails are so amazing, and it just feels uh, it feels so good. That was one of my desires when I hired um, my VA, and specifically Sam. Although I didn't know it, she hadn't shown me like like incredible evidence, but I knew it intuitively yeah. that she had. The ingredient for design that I was really wanting, I didn't want just a VA to set up you know, emails. I wanted a VA that would help build the visual experience mm-hmm. of my brand. She is totally doing that. She's so, so talented and so good. The like yes. flashing sign at the top of the landing page is like amazing. Yeah. And that flashing sign is all in all of the delivery emails as well. Oh, so, so it's good. like, and this, the newsletters that we send out a newsletter today and I have like, I don't know, 30 responses to it. Amazing. And yeah, it just feels so beautiful that someone that comes into my work, there's just this, and I really wanted that experience that it's like a, obviously not a 3D experience, but at least at least like there's visual and there's art and juiciness through all of it. So yes, they can feel uh, you through yeah. your branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really amazing. And as soon as you've uh, taken a last look at the sales page, I'll send it to the proofreader. She is really fast. So um, yeah. And I gave Sam and I discussed and we decided to give her kind of like free reigns with the hours. So okay. where she said that she really per- prefers to create in in like binge create mm-hmm. rather than like two hours over five weeks. She'd rather sit down and do it in 10 hours. And I think it makes sense because 100%. Mm-hmm. now I'm feeling so keen to launch this. And honestly, I want the money as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's ready. So there's like no point in us like holding her back or whatever when you're gonna pay exactly. the same amount it's like let's just do it mm. that's what i said it's the same amount it's just like spreading out the the cost or the yeah. time mm-hmm. so let's just have you do it uh when you're feeling excited you have time and space for it so yeah i think everything will be done in like two weeks amazing that's so exciting okay cool so do you feel like it would be helpful to plan dates today or do you want to wait till she gets final stuff and gives you um kind of like an estimate there i think better waiting okay. until well i think we don't have a session next week but we can always uh, do it in base camp too yeah we can do it in base camp it doesn't have to be live um and but my thought is, and I've shared this with Sam, and she agreed it was a good idea to have a week, a week's period of launching for the for Pussy Power, mm-hmm. and then a week for delivery, and then as soon as delivery ends on the Sunday, launch for Shameless opens, yep. mm-hmm. and then it launches for two or three weeks. I want there to be spaciousness because people will be booking calls yes. mm-hmm. and. I need some time to really get into it and have time to, yeah, just do it consistently over time. So I was thinking maybe even just setting three weeks as the launch period. I agree with that. I was going to say, I think it's worth going to through going into it saying three weeks. I, I think it's quite possible that it will fill before then. So then obviously we'll just end 
whenever it fills. But I think going into it knowing you have that space is really, really helpful instead of going into it already feeling like the crunch. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I launched pleasure treats over two weeks. And this will be – and this is a much bigger program. Totally. So three weeks feels good. So I think like that's another reason I would go three is because – People need a little bit more time to warm up to this new idea to a certain extent. So I think that that timeline makes a lot of sense where it's like you get to, I mean, some of your people probably don't have never even heard of a mastermind, right? So you get to do like a lot of like warming up and like getting them into what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So three weeks it is. And then setting the start date, I guess, like four weeks after launching. So even if the launch is three weeks officially, there's one more week for just room and rest (laughs) and charge, recharging. And then, uh, and then starting after that. So if we started promoting the event soon, yeah, you could have like an early October start, basically. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, one week launch, one week delivery. Four, so six weeks, yeah. Six yeah. weeks total. So good. So I think yeah. like that's really good to get it to her sooner just because, I mean, it's it's obviously August still, but then we start bumping up against like holidays and things like that. So I think like, yeah, the sooner that she, you know, finishes all that, we'll just dive right in. Yeah, and then she can build all the like the course hub stuff and the first like modules of content, PDFs, all of that during the launch. Yes, so that obviously doesn't have to be done. Perfect. But that feels really good. And then I also want to create an at least a a tentative schedule for the mastermind because it's thirteen weeks of content, but I want there to be some rest weeks i don't want Absolutely. it to run 13 weeks consistently because people need space and so do i uh so i, th- I was thinking so 13 weeks is like four three months uh so adding three weeks of yeah rest or just space so it's a four-month experience i think that's also really perfect because it takes us into January as well. So you can have off weeks in December and maybe it goes even a little bit longer. Mm. Yes, we definitely have to account for December holiday Mm. um, vacation for me and for them. Exactly. Um, And we may even want to add that to the sales page now that we're talking about it, just so that's super clear. I can give you a little note on that, but I think just like having that be so clear of like, we'll have you know, integration weeks plus whatever, two to three weeks off over the holidays. So this will extend, you know, into next year. And um, that can also be part of the marketing, like why this time of year is the perfect time to work on this kind of stuff, because you're uh, probably around (laughs) so many other people have so many chances to feel (laughs) shamed in different ways. Like how can you uh, step up in this moment? Like, I think that would be a really good conversation too. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. I've been thinking about adding it to the sales page, definitely also adding it in an email. So it's really clear um, because, yeah, it's it's good to have that information. Yeah. And it's also, I think, as a 
as someone who would buy, I would appreciate there being space to catch up, to take a break, and um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you also – it just creates more safety too where like you just – no, you're not like, well, what if we don't have off weeks or what if I'm gone and I miss that? Like, as long as they have like the safety there of knowing like that's not a big deal at all. Like that's not going to be a problem. Like, I feel like it's good. It's just, you want to say that like as explicitly as possible um, in an email on the sales page, all the things. This is just an important little thing that I always want to remind clients is that when you're selling at the end of the year, make sure you do so with contacts and by creating safety around purchasing that program. So sometimes it can feel like, you know, we just forget to name it, but being able to name like, hey, we're gonna have, you know, two weeks off at the end of the year. Hey, like, here's why it's a good time to be doing this now. Hey, here's why this is the best time to dive in in this season is so important because we know most people will feel like that's a tough time or that's a busy time or that's my slowdown time or, you know, we have all of these preconceived notions about, you know, like the holidays and that time of year. So if you are, and I hope that you are because you should be selling all year. So if you are, you know, planning to be selling at the end of the year, just making sure that context is there around what it would look like for your people to be able to have that downtime, why it's now, why it's so important. Just make sure you connect those dots for them so that they don't have to is really the point, right? So people don't have to reach out and say, hey, but what if I wanted to take two weeks off? Uh, because I promise you, <laughs> for all the people that reach out and ask that, there are a ton of people who just won't ask that, that you're potentially gonna lose the sale around because you weren't just explicit. So remember to give contacts, create that safety and help them see why for your particular offer, for your particular program, this is the time, this is the best time. And really, really don't hesitate to share that often and very explicitly. Yes. So Done. Good. Done. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, in your questionnaire, you said you've never really, like you're realizing you've never really actively sold. <laughs> like you do in emails, I think, right? But like on, in social, like on your IG, things like that. Like it's not really been like uh, a thing of getting into that like selling mindset or selling really actively on there. So I've sold it. So when we've launched, yes, but uh, launched the courses, yes, but not coaching. Yeah. <laughs> like I've never actually like, like talked about coaching or talked about how good I am. And this ties back into what we kind of finished our last session yep. mm -hmm. uh, talking about. Um, so it's been ruminating in my mind and thinking about it. Um, and yeah, how I really like, I have amazing reviews. I don't, and I don't really post them. Um, it's just been like, hey, I'm here to provide so much value and content. God forbid I should sell you and right. like bother you with <laughs> with my brags. So even when you're like when you launch pleasure treats, for example, do you include a lot of that or you don't even include it in a launch like that? Mm -hmm. No, I think I did in, in pleasure treats, uh, especially the second time because I had reviews yeah. and I knew that it was really good. Um I posted screenshots. I, there was a lot of social proof. There were video testimonials on the sales page. Um, but I think the focus was more on the product. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not so much like my 
my mastery or my amazingness or yeah yeah um so it's and and today actually and inspired by you as well like one of the reasons i felt so sold on working with you was the the consistent the little screenshots of you know whatever question it is that you ask people <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i was like damn all right it's time to copy <laughs> Yeah, I'll just do it. I'll just do what Lacey does. And so I went into uh, my testimonial sheets and copy pasted. Yes. And and posted on stories. And so now I'll do I will do that every week. And it was also one of the reasons <laughs> total transparency. It was one of the reasons I was like, oh, let's hire a social media manager so she can tell people how amazing I am. So I don't have to. <laughs> That's so funny. Is there a, I mean, there's so much to unpack there, right? But is there a reason that it feels different to do it when you are selling a course or like a product, as you said, versus like to just randomly do it? Like what, what feels like the difference there for you? Um, I think doing it when I'm launching and it just feels like it's part of it's part of it. Like, it's part of the process. Yeah. It's uh, appropriate. Mm. But just bragging about myself doesn't feel as appropriate, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So why would that be inappropriate? Mm. I don't know. Does it just, like, what does it feel like in your body? Like, does it just make you want to, like, curl up or squirm? Or does it, like, do something funny in your tummy? Like, what's the feeling that associates with that? Mm. Yeah, there is a feeling of, uh, like, uh, uh, contraction. Yeah. Or like, a, some sort of pulling inwards, pulling backwards. Like, almost just that idea of, like, shrink a little like this is the moment to shrink this is not the moment to like shine or get big and maybe in a launch you feel like there it's like it, this is the moment to kind of get big and so it lets you feel a little bit differently but like day to day it's like that's not it it's definitely kind of a high yeah. moment mm. and I think an interesting thing to point out as well is when I started uh, my Instagram and when I started my coaching practice I was really busy working my previous job yeah I didn't really have time nor space to <laughs> have lots of clients so the the pattern and the relationship to my Instagram uh, because it's my main channel um, well it's my only social media channel really uh, apart from the Facebook group but yeah um but was that it was a, really about creating uh, an audience, building a following, and be really informative and uh, and educational, and for me to practice my voice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was so busy working full time or part time, uh, and I would have maybe one or two clients, and I I I just didn't know like there's no point in selling because I can't <laughs> I can't work with people so. And then I feel like that's just kind of stuck yeah. around. And now I'm in a completely different phase. I'm doing this full time. It's my 
own kind of only source or main source of income. I do some small work for um, another coach teaching in her programs, but it's I mean it's tiny, tiny. Um, this is my main thing. Yeah, and so it's really important that I sell. <laughs> it's almost- and I have a wait list, but it's fine to have a wait list. Yeah. What so you- yeah, there's that shrinking, and also like. The idea that uh, the anything else would sort of be like wrong, or I've grown so comfortable not having to brag about myself that, yeah, I just. But I think it's just like I just think I need permission, like give myself permission, yeah. and um, and just practice the habit. Totally. What what comes up for me is how you were kind of talking about like being informative and educational. Like I almost feel like the online space makes us feel like we have to pick a lane. Like we're either like bragging and selling or we're informative and educational and there's almost like no middle ground kind of thing. And so you've definitely picked informative and educational and part of your brain probably thinks like, well, that's how we've gotten here. So we can't do anything other than that kind of thing, right? Like that's how Because we were looking at your numbers this week, too, and they're, like, amazing and, you know, what you've grown to and what you've created. So there's probably some association of, like, but that's what got me here. So the idea of adding something else in can sometimes feel a little tough, too. Does that feel true? Yeah. Definitely. Um, Yeah. Because I think in the emails, like with my email list, I've been, even from the start, I was selling or adding little like PS, this is how you can work with me or, uh, and really working, you know, with sales emails. So it feels more natural and like part of the initial setup with the emails. And I think you're right. It's been like, I've picked the lane and now I have to stay in my lane. And if I don't, I'll annoy people who came here for that. And now I'm like Mm. being so annoying. (laughs) Totally. That completely makes sense. Like you almost are like, oh, but I told them this and now it's that. And then they're going to be annoyed with me kind of thing. Right. So something that Erica and I are talking about here that's really important is how the online space can sometimes make us feel like we have to pick a lane, right? Between being that like informative, value-based, educational person or being braggy and selling. And actually, that's why I named my sales mastermind value-centered sales, because I really believe it can be both. Like you can be super value-centered, be educational, be informative, give a ton of value and sell and brag and do all those things, right? But it really can feel like we're supposed to be in one lane or the other. And I think that is just what Erica is seeing here, that not only has she kind of put herself in a specific lane, but it's also just become a habit over time, which can really happen too, where we get so ingrained in a certain way of showing up that we just forget that there are a multitude of ways that are important to show up, whether that's the being informative, whether that's giving value, whether that's sharing personally, whether that's the bragging part, the selling part, all of that matters, right? So I really just wanted to be a check-in for you to say like, am I picking a lane too much that I'm forgetting other pieces of it. You know, maybe you're selling a lot and that's amazing, but it's really time to add some value back in, right? Or maybe you're giving so much value and you're never really talking about why you're amazing 
and fully selling like Erica, and it's time to add that in. So let this just be a checkpoint and let it also be permission that you really can be both. You don't have to pick one or the other. Your people are not going to run the other way, right? Both together is where the magic happens and there is not one right lane. You're gonna kind of move between both to get to that ultimate result. Yeah, but I, more and more every day, people are reaching out to me and like, how can I work with you? What are your courses? When can I work with you? And they're like, it would be nice if you just told us this and I didn't have to <laughs> reach my, out and keep my, asking. <laughs> my customers have to work hard to work with me. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think that's such a, a good point is like the people who will be like, I was just here for the education. Like, how dare you? you know, put this out here, they're probably never going to buy from you anyway. So like, we're not worried about them. But the people who are having to jump through hoops to hire you, <laughs> those are the people we're worried about. Like, those are the people we're here to serve. And so like feeling into like, how can I like love on them and make it easier for them, I think is such a beautiful reframe there. I also think something that really comes up for me, I think in general, but like, especially in the work you're doing is people really need you to give them permission that you're the right person to hire because they have no idea, <laughs> right? So it's like, I want to get into this, you know, crazy pleasure world, but I don't know. And I feel weird about it. And I'm like, totally unsure of myself. Like, I almost need you to be like, I'm amazing. I'm a great coach. Like, I'm the best person you could hire. Here's what it looks like to give them that permission to step in versus them having to connect so many of those dots when they're already in a really like challenging place trying to open up to this like new world, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel uncomfortable just hearing you say that. Like, <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm <laughs> You're like I didn't think I Yeah. I didn't think I had this like stuff inside. Yeah. Which, what was the part? Like, I'm the best coach you could hire, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. <sighs> yeah. It's so interesting because I think it's so helpful to see because I feel like conceptually, like that super logical part of your brain does really see the value in the work you've put in. Like I've heard you talk about like your experience and the time you've put in and your own learning. And like, I feel like you, you <laughs> logically have a ton of confidence in that but there is this like little piece of us inside that can know all of that and still be like but I can't say that right <laughs> yeah and that's why I'll be triggered by people who have done so much less or so much more yeah. inexperienced and they sell I'm like fuck you bitch <laughs> how dare you I hate you mm -hmm. how dare you right how dare you sell <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> yeah do you think so, that um when you have that moment, is it like, is it almost like I really like feel like there's this narrative that there's something very wrong with that? Or is it more like I'm basically just jealous because I'm not showing up like that? Oh, no, just jealous. And at yeah, the same yeah. time, celebrating them really hard because yes, of course. <laughs> they're, they're going for it. Um, and I know it's just like, you know, because... Because I've, I think it's also a sense of um, like impatience in a way. Um, 
impatience in a way with like programs and courses and stuff. Um, so, but that's separate from selling because selling, I could have been doing like much more talking up yeah. myself, much more. So they are separate, but there's also a sense of impatience with like, I was pregnant. I was, I was building my business really slowly, gradually. Then I was, uh, postpartum and like, uh, you know, uh, on maternity leave and, uh, all of that. And so seeing so many people selling and selling and doing and doing and popping off and taking off. And also a lot of people don't. So, I mean, sure. obviously focusing on the people. Yes. <laughs> it's easier to see the people that are is the problem, right? So I really appreciated Erica sharing about how you know, seeing people that, you know, are less qualified or have been doing it for less time shine can be so triggering. And I think it's so important to normalize this and also to lean into what we can do about it, of course. But I feel like almost every client I've had in some way, shape or form has had that kind of response to something, you know, where you see the person who's been doing it way less time than you, like out there, you know, bragging and talking about how they're amazing and just really feeling the trigger around that. And so if you felt that, if you are feeling that right now, this does not make you a bad person. This does not mean like you're, you know, not going to be successful. All of those things. Like I love how Erica added in, like you can be triggered and still be like celebrating them. And I think that's super true, but it also creates an opportunity for you to say like, and what can I do about it? Right? So. I'm feeling super triggered that I'm seeing this. What's my win here? Like it's probably going and doing more of that myself. So also just taking that moment to be like, let me fill my fills, let me normalize this. And there is something here for me and there is an action to take, right? So I think that sometimes where that can feel frustrating and where that trigger can be especially hard is when it feels like there's nothing we can do about it. And so I think just an important reminder here is that of course there is like, you're probably feeling called to do more of that, to be the one that's out there even more, to be bragging, to be sharing with your audience why you're qualified, all of those things. So let that be not only something you process and normalize for yourself, but something that really compels you to take action. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling feeling that sense like I can't be selling up my coaching too much because I really I literally don't have space for it yeah to hold more right. and if I if people were coming at me with too much I would just feel stressed and pressured to to sell and create and that would create uh expectations on myself that would be really unhealthy <laughs> I'm just healing my burnout yes <laughs> leave mm. me alone and at the same time like really feeling okay I want to feel so deeply empowered and excited about selling and really sh showing off the beautiful behind the scenes of my clients' transformations and uh, all, of the, all of that fun stuff. I think something that – Does that, that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think something that comes up for me there is like it's almost because you were holding back in, in the way of like how many clients or whatever. It's made you almost naturally contract in a lot of other ways, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's like that felt like a contraction. Like don't bring too much to me. Don't like ask me for too much, whatever. And then so it makes you get small in other ways. So this is almost like become a habit from that. Mm -hmm. And also because I was not able to really 
set boundaries around my working hours yeah. and I would try to fit everything in and uh and so yeah even more so there was like like people coming to work with me like intrude yeah. on my mm. on my life and health and now that I don't like I have I I, I have a sales call uh, after our uh, session and it's a, a birth coaching uh, client well, perspective and she lives in Pacific time and before mm. I'd been like oh you know oh, okay so I have to add one more evening of work and oh, okay I'll have to have that conversation with my husband and you know I'll try and persuade him and blah blah <laughs> and now I you know and I'll persuade myself and blah 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 and now it's just like you have to get up at 6 6 a.m in the morning mm. if you want to work with me and she's like that's fine because my kid wakes up at seven I'll do it before yeah before he wakes mm. up and Look so, at you. Fuck those time zones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And to be so clear about it. So a lot yeah. of things have shifted. Yes. I'm open for clients. There's space. There's time. There's a willingness. I don't mind having the wait list. They can work with me in the in the mastermind or whatever. Uh, like, I'm ready to sell. Yeah. <laughs> I think this insight about Erica not selling as a response to burnout is really important because that can cause so much of a contraction in us. And I think probably so many of you really resonate with that in some way, whether you would, you know, categorize it as having full burnout or anything like that. Sometimes selling can create contraction in us because of what we think is on the other side. So whether for you that's burnout or maybe it's pressure or responsibility or some feeling that uh, comes with this idea of having more people that are paying you that need you right and i think what this season is doing such a good job of is showing us some of the like shadow sides of the really good things that can happen in our business right like it can be amazing to have a lot of interest and if you know we're feeling pressure around clients results or if we're coming back from feeling really burnt out like that might also create a lot of contraction and resistance in us and make us want to pull back and make us want to stop selling. So I really hope that this is just a reflection point to think about like, ooh, what are my contraction points around selling? Like what stories am I holding onto there about the responsibility that comes with more clients or the extra work or whatever like your brain is telling you that you can look at because as soon as we can release that contraction a little bit the opening to sell more and then obviously uphold your boundaries around that which is what erica has kind of come full circle on is really really important so look at that in your own business where are you contracting and what openings are there what boundaries do you need to put around them to make that feel really safe for you Yes, there it is. I think it's so helpful to see that connection of it almost being a habit or a response from the burnout where like there is a piece that felt like selling was unsafe because it led to more people, more things, more stress, more pressure. And now that is so unwound for the most part where a new client doesn't equal all of those things right now. So it's like creating more safety around selling. And, and that's where like that contraction lessens, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's because it's like, oh, this isn't like someone encroaching on my space or my time or whatever. And the bigger you grow, the more you'll have to find that tension of continuing to sell while not having space. <laughs> 
which is weird, right? But like making that feel safe with things like wait lists and stuff like that too, where it's not like you're continuing to sell, but saying yes when you don't have space, it's like you're continuing to sell and then putting them through a process. You know what I mean? Being able to continue to sell even when you don't have space is such an important business lesson to learn when you're further along. I see so many entrepreneurs that struggle with this part. Like they'll get full in their one-on-one and they'll just stop selling. And then, you know, all those clients are coming up for renewal and they're like, oh my gosh, shoot, I have to start selling again. And their business feels like this really big kind of feast or famine cycle. And really the win is, even when you're full to continue selling, to continue building interest, to make that an incredibly consistent part of your business is so important, which is why looking at where those contractions come up, like we were talking about before is really helpful, but it's also where you feel much more grounded and solid and safe in your business too, because you see that continued interest and you know that there are people waiting to buy when you have spots open up versus, you know, feeling like you're almost having to restart the momentum back and forth every time. So if you are further along, really leaning into this idea of what does it look like to sell continuously, whether that's, you know, to a wait list or whatever, that's more than okay, but doing it often and really thoroughly throughout that time that you're full is going to be what keeps your business growing long-term. And if you're newer and listening to that and thinking this isn't, you know, kind of my problem right now, what you can really take from this is I have to get good at really consistently selling now because that won't go away, (laughs) right? I think that sometimes we think that we will reach this point in our business where we don't have to sell anymore, And that's just not true, right? So the sooner you can get better at doing that across the board really consistently, the easier it gets to maintain that over time. Yeah, and I think that process is something that we should focus on as well because I have a wait list and I don't really really connect with them that much. So there could definitely be a more, if not automated, just conscious process. Yeah. that I would love to put into place after everything's done with the shameless. Talk to me about wash. that real quick. Like, um, how how divided do we have it? Do we have like birth coaching waitlists, sex coaching waitlists, one on one waitlists, mastermind waitlists? Like, how how are we like set up there? Yeah, there's a mastermind waitlist. Okay. Uh, yes. There's sex coaching waitlist. Um, and not really birth coaching because because it's time sensitive. <laughs> uh, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just let them come through. Okay. So like you would never make someone wait even two months for that? Oh, yeah. I would. Okay. Yeah. If they're in their early like trimester one or early trimester yeah. two, I could make, th- make them wait. Um, but... Yeah, not not long. And also depending on how many sessions they want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sex coaching, there's a wait list. There is a wait list of people who haven't been invited to have a discovery call. There's a wait list of people who have had a discovery call and have either chosen to wait or I said, we have to wait. Okay. Yeah. So... I think like good news, bad news. (laughs) Good news is they're all captured. I think the like quote unquote bad news is 
since it's segmented, which I think it should be, I think that's the right thing. You're going to have to keep have multiple touch points with multiple wait lists, right? Because like the people waiting for birth coaching were having an entirely different conversation with than the people waiting for the mastermind, obviously, right? Yeah. And the, the bad thing is that uh, I haven't, well, it's not a bad thing. Uh, what needs to be done is I need to uh, just share a, a list of their emails with Sam so she can add them to our email system so we can send automated emails. Like I've exactly. just been like, I've just been like, oh, I love you, but I cannot deal with you right now. Okay, we're going to definitely <laughs> Which is not great. Get Sam to set up automated email lists for... I think like even if you kept in touch with each wait list once a month, mm. that would be really powerful because mm. you're obviously otherwise doing it in your newsletter, but one extra touch point for them once a month I think would be really powerful just so they're even still remembering that they're on it, that they're connected to that, that they want that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> you're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this has been like a, a true chat. <laughs> <laughs> like this is my dirty closet. <laughs> There's your skeletons. You just have emails written down somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They're color coded. <laughs> color coded in the in the list, but they're certainly forgotten. I feel like a mean auntie. <laughs> locked him in the closet (laughs) yeah I'll take you on a holiday and then like silence (laughs) Uh, that's so funny okay so what if we I mean I think now is probably not the moment since you're going into a lunch but what if we at least get that to Sam and she can table it but like just so you have that off your plate like hey Sam after launch stuff this is your next thing And then we'll kind of swing back to like, what does that process look like to be engaging with them? Uh, Again, I think like at least once a month. But what do you feel like about that? Mm. No, uh, absolutely. Yes. It's been, it's been on my mind. It's been weighing on my mind. Yeah. (laughs) So it will be amazing to have a process for that, especially because I'll start selling more and then we'll have more interest. Um, and I remember when I joined your wait list for one-on-one coaching and you sent me that video message Mm -hmm. on a Sunday, (laughs) I felt, I was like, wow, on a Sunday video. Okay. Committed, right? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. It made a huge impact on me. Yeah. And I even like, I Googled and found out what video thing you used. It wasn't hard, uh, but like I found it. I added it to Asana. I was like, Sam, we have to set this up with the Bon Bonjoro, whatever yes, it's called. I love Bonjoro. Uh, and uh, let's get this thing. Let's get this thing rolling and definitely have like some sort of thing. But it's then then it's just been like, all right, let's just shove it into the closet because yeah. I, I don't have time. E- yes, totally. And even that, like, you know, is just a really easy thing that we can add after where it takes, I mean, literally to record that video probably took me 45 seconds or something like that because Bonjoro has it set up in a really easy automated way. But 
huge impact difference maker, that kind of thing. Them hearing from you once a month, like very little time, huge impact. So I think just like adding those pieces in so that, and that might help you feel more solid even in like income projections and things like that too, because it's like, you don't just like, I'm teasing you now, but you don't just have names randomly like written somewhere, but you have, (laughs) right? But you have, you actually feel like you have like a connected thing where you're like, as soon as I have a spot, these people will buy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And skeletons in that closet have bought. Yes. Six to eight months later. Totally. But they would feel, I guess, even more excited yep. about it. Absolutely. Um, and that's yeah, really so nice that, yeah. Because then it feels yeah, like and I think consistency there. Yeah, and it's just, I think it's just been missing a process, a clear, like, process. <laughs> we have a theme, right? Mm-hmm. We have a theme. Because... Uh, and um yeah so yeah i'm excited to do that amazing all right so let's like hand that to yeah. sam we'll revisit I'll, I'll make like a to do to revisit that um post launch and all of that but i think that that's really really valuable and i also think that just in general like maybe this week here to do could be <laughs> to think of what other skeletons we have that don't have processes that we could play with too, because that's the shit that like is so annoying, but also makes your life so much easier long-term. Like you're seeing with like even the calendaring and stuff like that, where it feels so eye rolly, but then you're like, oh, but it actually really, <laughs> really helps and feels really good. Uh, so we can just play with like if anything, I mean, you don't have to put like a ginormous amount of thought into it right now, but if anything else comes up for you where you're like, oh, there's this other thing that's just kind of like not getting attended to, we can really like play with that some more as well. So something that's so important that Erica illustrated for us with her weightless skeleton in the closet is that we don't have to have a perfect process to get things done. We absolutely do not. Like it is so valuable that she did not wait to start a wait list until her process was perfect. Like it is so valuable that she was willing to get scrappy, throw them on a document. Like that is so important in business. And right, the process can make it feel more smooth. So she didn't wait for it to be perfect to have the wait list, but now she can make it better and easier by adding the process. And I think this is where so many of us get stuck is we kind of do it one way or the other, meaning we wait to perfect the process. And so it takes a lot longer to actually move on things and make things happen. Or we don't, we do it messy. We just get it done, but then we never circle back to smooth it out and to create structure around it. So for me, what I really see the magic, you know, as in business, is being willing to do it like scrappy and then coming back and putting systems and structure and processes around it. Because what that does for you is build trust for yourself, show you that you don't have to wait, really have you put yourself out there and be willing to just do it imperfectly. And it ensures that business will continue to feel easier and easier over time, as long as you come back to that and put a process around it. So really just wanted to illustrate that there because I think as much as it can feel like, oh man, this is like a skeleton in the closet and we can tease her about that, right? It also is really beautiful and really important that she let herself go there so that she can come back to it later. But now we're coming back to it 
with a full wait list. So do you see how important and valuable that is to sometimes just take the messy action first and circle back later? Yeah, I think my Facebook is one of those places. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's also why I wanted to hire a social media manager yeah. so she could post on my, my Facebook. So I did feel like I was doing it. Jesus Christ. Totally. Uh, well, listen, you can't do everything. Like there's some things we're hiring someone because we're like in resistance and avoidance. And there's some things that we're hiring someone just because we simply can't handle managing every part of everything, right? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Good. And you're still in the interview process with all of that. So hopefully that will come around as well. Yes. I have been thinking out and feeling into what I really want them to do because I wanted to have more clarity on that before I reached out to them. Um, but I feel pretty clear on that. So uh, I thought I wanted a social media manager, but I think I want more of a VA style person totally agree. who mm -hmm. just does does a little bit of social media, but I want uh, yeah, some email support, posting support. I want them to have a little bit of like graphic, like design inclination so that they create some like quotes and stuff, uh, repurposing stuff and, uh, yeah, just really easy admin. Totally agree with that. I think you need someone taking the stuff that you kind of already have and just doing things with it. <laughs> Yeah, so like today, 40 emails you. in my 40 emails in my inbox because I said you get a free gift if you reply. And now I have to send all the fucking replies. Right. Hard no. Honest, mm -hmm. Obviously, it's just copy-paste. Yeah. But it's still something I have to do. 100%. Yep. And it's something that, like, is not the best use of your time, really. Like, it's fine in this case, but, like, overall, like, that's not really where we want you to be putting your time. Yeah, and it really all adds up. Yes. Mm -hmm. It really adds up. So, okay. yeah, that that will be fo focus. Um, I think, yeah, focus in the next, like in two weeks. Next week, I want to just write all the sales emails. Um, finish the last pieces for the sales page. And, uh, and then the week after that, I'll start reaching out to a VA. Okay. So yeah. exciting. Okay, so let's circle back to the selling thing real quick at the end here because I want to – I feel like that was some good stuff and I think a lot of what you're saying too is just that it needs to be a habit. So I want to talk about like what is that habit. So you said um, weekly testimonials on stories. But what about like if we had a little challenge for this week that was like to write one of those like here's why I'm amazing – kind of things and just start like leaning into that a little bit more. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. Your, <laughs> your affect is hard to read at the moment. <laughs> is that a <laughs> yay <laughs> or a I hate you or? <laughs> no, I think, I mean, like I said, I feel open towards totally. it. Mm -hmm. um, I do. Um And I don't think it has to be – well, I think it would help me to have like, okay, on Wednesday, every Wednesday, I put a, I put out a story with a screenshot of a testimonial. Yep. Mm -hmm. And 
I can reuse them. People <laughs> oh like God, absolutely. it's fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you know if I exhaust it, then you know what. So I can reuse them over and over again. Lots of stuff are coming in. Um, all the time. I I did this wonderful thing. I'm actually proud of myself for doing this. I'm proud of myself for many things. I love that. But I had a little genius moment. And in the pre-session form that I sent to clients, uh, similar to yours, I said, you know, what wins? What, mm-hmm. what happened? Did you do your practices? What did you experience? What did you accomplish? And then I add a little thing, a little question that said, can I share this in my Instagram mm, and in marketing? Yes. Mm. And most people will say yes. Of course, totally. Mm. So getting more and more evidence and stories from their journeys. So there will be amazing, an amazing library of stuff to share. And I think it will just help my brain to know, okay, on, on Wednesdays we do this. Yes. Mm. Wednesday felt like a good, good thing. The newsletter goes out on Wednesday. I'll post a testimonial on Wednesday. Um, and I think it could also help me just to have like a brag day, like one other day. There's a post that is about me and what I do or what I've learned and how amazing I am. And that feels, it feels strange to say, but uh, yeah, I can do it. All right. So obviously at the end here, we're kind of challenging Erica to write that, like why I'm amazing posts, like really brag on herself. Right. And I really want to challenge all of you to do that, that are listening. Like that is such an important thing in your business to fully make the connection for your people, why you believe they should hire you, right? And if you think about it, this is something we want from our service providers. Like I want my doctor to think they're an amazing doctor, right? If I'm like having someone perform surgery on me, I want them to tell me why they're gonna be an amazing surgeon. I don't wanna have to connect all of those dots myself and really it would make me feel comfortable if they weren't willing to say that (laughs) make me feel uncomfortable if they weren't willing to say that right so think about how the same is true here like i'm not saying you have to be braggy in a way that feels like you're better than everyone else by any means but i am saying backing yourself and your own work and being really willing to own that say that share that articulate that is so important in your business because it helps your clients and potential clients feel confident in believing the same, feel like, you know, you're on the same page with them, give them permission and not make them kind of jump through hoops to connect those dots, right? So I really challenge you to do that in your own business this week. Tell us why you're amazing. Tell us why we should buy from you. Tell us about your amazing credentials and knowledge, whatever that is for you, experience, life experience, it doesn't matter but putting yourself in that position to own it, share it fully, and have your audience see it so clearly is a game changer. So please do that this week. If you do, let me know. I would love to cheer you on and let me know how it goes for you. And it's like it's like a brag day and a sales day too, right? So it's like you're kind of warming your audience up to like, even if it's just to sell the wait list, right? Like get on the wait list. But it's like you're constantly having like that consistent funnel towards that, which again, I think does so much for you and your business and your safety and your income projection and seeing that. So, um, and even just your habit of selling. So when you do have spots that feels like, okay, well, we just change that to like spots are open, right? You already have a process there though. So yeah, 
Testimonials Wednesday, brag slash sell day. Friday? Friday? Yeah. Friday. Thursday? Friday? Done. Yeah. Yes. So good. I feel like your people are also going to really like and appreciate seeing you do that because that's, you know, it's like how we were talking about on the sales page, like how much of this work impacts your ability to show up in other ways and stretch yourself. So I feel like it's just going to be beautiful for them to see you do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm excited to see where this will bring me. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited to have a process for like when emails come in uh, for coaching interest. Like that yes. really, mm-hmm. really lights me up. Um, many times I've thought about just replicating your system, yeah, mm-hmm. and then I've just haven't gotten around to do it. So this will help me. Your accountability, just a identifying how useful it is, putting in a process for it um, will be so great. I think and what, what will be really nice too, to like your team and support wise is that after this launch completes, let's say early October, like they could set that, spend like the last few months of the year, like getting that fine tuned for you because they're not going to have anything else to do. Like you're just going to be in delivery mode there. Mm. Not launch mode, right? Mm. Yeah. So they can really get some of that set up afterwards. Mm. Yeah. And we'll launch pleasure treats, but that's already done. That yeah, whole that's launch. Done. Mm. So we just need to press play on that one. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're building new sales pages and all of that stuff. Like that's kind of, I mean, they're going to have to like, you know, do the process, but I think that's basically like set it and forget it in so many ways. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Feel good. Yeah, it feels really new. Like it, there's a sense of mm, not novelty, but there's a I don't know. You know when you're in a long-term relationship and you're in a rut and then yes. you get out of it and you're like, "Wow, who's this new person?" But like it's the same person. <laughs> like you go on vacation together or something. <laughs> Yeah, it just feels so new yeah. and you're like, oh, those those legs look fine. Or like, you know, it just, oh, um, that's kind of how it feels. Yes, I love that. And I think it's so cool that it can, like what you're really building your evidence for for yourself is it can feel like that even around things like process, even around things like, you know, getting organized about something. Like I think you're creating that new ex- like relationship to those things and that's why it feels exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I just thought about this now, and I don't know if this is just an intellectual piece that is actually not true, but it just came up. Like the process, having a process around people who reach out for premium, like a premium price one-on-one coaching and putting them on a, on a list, like there's an Im- impersonal aspect of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if to, in some way I was like, well, if I have them here in the spreadsheet and I'll email them manually even though I'll like copy paste the email and just like tweak one word, like their name. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels more personal. Yeah, absolutely. But, mm. but at this point, and if I want to scale, I have to release that. It, it doesn't work. Totally. And you have to think about like, 
you know, what are the other ways I can add that touch without it having to be through such a manual process, right? Like it might be through the bonjoro or, you know, through like a really like well-crafted like waitlist newsletter once a month. But it's like, you'll find other ways to put that in without it being like, I personally copied and pasted this email for you kind of thing, right? Mm. Yeah. So exciting. I love it. Okay, cool. So Let's um let's make number one priority setting those launch dates. You let me know as soon as you have some info from Sam once we get her everything. Tomorrow happens to be Thursday and the day after happens to be Friday. So maybe this Friday you'll do that why I'm amazing post. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> and we will go from there. Does that feel good? Yes. Amazing. All right. Keep me posted. Reach out to me. I'll scan uh, sales page one more time and then we will be good to go. Sounds great. Beautiful. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.